reading from uh, John today is it's included in the farewell discourse of Jesus to his disciples. So this is after Judas has betrayed Jesus and left the room and gone out to collect his fee. Then Jesus gives his long, long farewell discourse. It reminds me of when I go to Mexico and, and come home and as I'm leaving, if you think the farewell discourse of Jesus is long, you haven't said goodbye to your friends in Mexico. It goes on and on and on. Oh Padre, oh Padre, quiero que queremos darle besos y abrazos. Queremos mucho. And that's just getting started. So, what's important about this? Well, these are the last words of Jesus to the disciples before his upcoming death the next day. And it's a way of Jesus communicating and teaching his disciples or whoever happens to be around. And it's different from the other three Gospels. So it's discourse after discourse after discourse. Most of them are somewhat lengthy. I was going on about this last night in the homily up at uh, Alexandria. And this one character on the way out of church, he said, uh, that reminds me of the Italian mother sending her son off to school. And she said, you take a discourse, you don't take a that course. So it's kind of like that. Okay, this is the farewell discourse. Goodbye. Uh, I have promises to keep here. Uh, these, these are all kind of in line with the, uh, uh, the discourse on living uh, or being born again back in chapter 3 of John's Gospel. Starting up, here we go, the discourses, and this is one with Nicodemus, and Jesus had told him it's necessary to be born again. And Nicodemus, he didn't get it. So he, it's interesting, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night where nobody could track him down, nobody would know, and he would be uh, covering his own hide. So he said, okay, Jesus, what's this business about being born again? That's all Jesus needed. He starts in on the water of life and how, do, how does an old man get born again? Jesus, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now listen. And he goes on and he talks about the living water and it's nothing to do with being uh, going back into our mother's womb, but it's a different kind. It's a higher level of being born, being born again. Uh, that contrasts with if you remember back on the third Sunday of Lent, the God, I'm sure you all do, uh, the gospel that Sunday we used was from uh, Jesus meeting the, the Samaritan woman at the well. And he asked for a drink, and this, this goes on and on. 
first of all, you know, they start in, oh, it was at midday, in the heat of the day, and Jesus' disciples had gone in town to buy some provisions, some food to eat, and up comes the Samaritan woman, and Samaritans and Jews are to have absolutely nothing to do with each other, including not even using the same uh, uh, utensils at table, the same pots and pans, nothing, and even talking to one another. And I love it because Jesus and the Samaritan woman have quite a conversation about not talking to each other, if you can imagine that. It's kind of comical, I think, but anyhow. Uh, she talks about, uh, he, oh, he talks about living water. And she said, what? What's his living water? You and I already know. It was the water of baptism, but they didn't know. So she said, I'd love to have some of this living water that you're talking about, and I wouldn't have to be traipsing up here to Jacob's well every day to get water. So that, this, that discourse on living water is a very, very important source of our understanding of what Jesus was calling them to in baptism. She goes back in town, tells everybody, and you know the story, tells her, I think I met the Messiah down here at the well. You won't believe it. He told me everything I have ever done. Oh yeah, sure. So by the time she gets done working them over, they're starting to believe. And then she comes back to the well and uh, all full of joy and everything because she says, uh, now uh, I went and told them what you taught me about this living water springing up to eternal life. And that discourse uh, is very, very important for our sacramental understanding of baptism. So uh, he certainly planted the seed in her heart with this discourse on living water. There's the discourse on uh, the bread of life, chapter 6 in John. Uh, he does the multiplication of the loaves, but then for the next I don't know how long he keeps explaining it to them. It's the discourse on the bread of life. Very, very important for our understanding of how uh, the, uh, the sacrament of Eucharist developed. And it was stories like these discourses. The uh, last Sunday was, we call it Good Shepherd Sunday, the uh, discourse on the Good Shepherd. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep. Mine know me. And then he takes another approach and says, well, you enter through the sheep gate. And by the way, I'm the sheep gate. On and on and on. Long discourses. Wonderful way of teaching. John is so different in his gospel. Uh, the other three gospel writers wouldn't have thought of teaching in this way, but this was the way he did it. Then all the way up now to the 
farewell discourse. And that's very, very endearing. In that farewell discourse, he, number one, he told them, I'm leaving you, and I'm leaving you soon. And this is my way, referring to his suffering and death, this is my way of glorifying God. How many of us here would say, uh, referring to our own upcoming death, well, uh, I'm entering my glory now, or uh, t talking about our death in terms of glorifying God. You might think about that and maybe give, a, give you a little different twist on the mystery of Christian death. But anyhow, that's number one, farewell. Number two, he gives them the new commandment. We just heard it. Now, if you want people to believe uh, that I've come from the Father, keep this commandment. Love one another. And how are you going to do that? Love each other as I have loved you. Then, this is, this is the neat part, uh, now Judas has already left out doing his dirty work. And then he says, uh, he has washed their feet. Love each other as I have loved you. After he goes around and washes their feet, he says, now you must do for one another what I have done for you. That's the selling point here in the farewell discourse. You must do for one another what I have done for you. Now that rite of washing feet at the Last Supper is so important in John's uh, way of teaching that when he uh, describes the Last Supper, there's no bread and wine on the table. Oh, you're pulling our leg. No, I'm not. In John's gospel, or you think the bread and wine are gonna come out and he's gonna break the bread and share the wine. It's not even mentioned. You can go check it out. But and I suspect many of you will, because, no, we know what happened at the Last Supper. Well, we do, but uh, washing of feet. So when people would ask, what about this love each other as I have loved you? How are we supposed to do that? I just showed you. I washed your feet. Now you wash each other's feet. How would you describe the Last Supper? I think most of us wouldn't even think of not talking about the bread and the wine. But as far as John was concerned, the activity that took place was learning to serve each other as he has served us. And so 
when he says, love one another as I have loved you, and goodbye, that's what he's talking about. So we get all these discourses from John's gospel. And if it weren't for these discourses, there would be a lot of the important elements of our faith that would remain unexplained thanks to all of the discourses, that's where we find a lot of Christian living, or in our case, Catholic living, making sense. It was explained by Jesus in the, in the many discourses. We usually don't talk about that, but if you go back and look, or if we go back and look at all of the practices that we learned even as we children, uh, you're going to find them explained in the discourses of Jesus. So here is the final discourse. Isn't it a, a very beautiful thing that when he got to this point, he went back <clears throat> to give us one final shot at it and, and describe ourselves, how are you supposed to love God? Or how, how do you love each other? Go back and uncover this, dis especially the farewell discourse. Love each other as I have loved you. So much of our life in the church is founded in the importance of community or the common life that we share through our faith. And with this gospel, uh, it continues the Easter season. Most of us would initially say, well, that didn't have anything to do with Easter. Well, no, it had everything to do with Easter. We think of Easter as the scene in the garden where they just find out that Jesus is gone, gone from the tomb, and then the church's first fish fry, which we uh, commemorate on the first uh, on the Friday of Easter, when Jesus appears at the Lake of Tiberias, and walking on the water, and then uh, they finally wake up. The guess who that was? That was the Lord. He's risen. We can relate to that, but when we get beyond that and talk about the risen Christ, don't forget we have seven weeks of Easter. Why so long? We only have about 10 or 15 days of Christmas. The thinking is the joy of the resurrection cannot possibly be contained in one day. Okay, so we celebrate Easter every day for a week. Well, that doesn't get it either. We spread it over seven weeks of Easter. And so being sprinkled with the water this morning, uh, another extension of reflecting on our baptismal dignity. So this business of extending Easter for seven weeks begins to make sense. You celebrate it one day, that's not gonna get it. You do it for seven weeks, that's a good start. So that's where we find ourselves. We've got a couple more weeks of Easter to go.
we'll cap it off with the celebration of uh, Pentecost, a couple more weeks, and the Ascension. If we try to get all this in in one day, that's futile, or one whole week, that's futile. That's why we keep spreading it out over seven weeks up until Pentecost. So if these readings didn't really resonate when we heard them, now they might resonate within the context of understanding the importance of the discourse in the gospel according to John. It's a very, very beautiful progression of deepening our faith. Let's now profess our faith together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty. Make